Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Thursday to you, April 6, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great start to their morning. Going to be a little chillier today. Hopefully, you and your property, the former being more important than the latter, safe from the nasty weather yesterday. It did get nasty. Confirmed tornado, mm-hmm. funnel clouds, St. Matthews, and old Linneytown. So hope everybody's doing all right. Nick Roush, how are you this morning? It's Masters Thursday. Woo-hoo! It is Masters Woo! Thursday. Woo! Uh, it's 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 exciting. Uh, it's not the same as like hearing the hype music for the NCAA tournament or you know, Monday night football or something like that. It doesn't have the same visceral reaction, but there is a reaction when you hear the dun 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 dun. Like, yeah, I'm a little ah. disappointed Scoots didn't come in with the Masters music this morning to start the show. I forgot it was Masters Day. Admittedly. You, so you saw TJ come in wearing a green jacket and you Is he wearing a green jacket? Where, I, I where, mean, are you okay? Sometimes Scoots? I just want to not I want to metaphorically pound him into Bolivia. Yeah, just like get a sack of potatoes. <laughs> not and not just like realistically. We're not violent folk around here. But you wearing a green jacket? I mean, you okay in there today, buddy? <laughs> I, I, I thought I was. Y'all got me <laughs> questioning. Admittedly, when I did come in here, you were exiting the room. Yeah, we. I never saw you. So never... Normally, we do have like you'll see. You know, I'll be standing saying hi. You'll be if your sciatica is acting up, you'll be standing saying hi. We didn't get that this morning. Granted, though, we also were together for ten minutes, and you still didn't notice, though. Not a fashion guy. Yeah, well, this is my green jacket I won last year. I told Roush I figured I'd wear it before the tournament starts, and then I need to go out and earn it again. Yeah. And we'll see if I wear it next year. We'll just have to see. Roush told me he also has a green jacket, but it no longer fits. Yeah, I believe uh, my brother ended up commandeering it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. That's what little bros will do. Yeah. I'm pumped for today. If I if I had it my way, we won't do this in 
totality, but I would just want the first hour just to be Masters preview up until tee-off, which is right around 8 o'clock. I think the honorary tee is like 7.45, but we don't care about that. We care about the real stuff. Yeah, the the hard stuff, and the that, goods. And, that, and I, I think they're supposed to have potentially nasty weather today, but... I think they're supposed to maybe get off without without too much concern. So that's today. I'm excited. I've got my DraftKings team ready to go. I've got my bets ready to go, and excited to to watch the action so, unfold. A, a good reminder that the coverage is always terrible to start. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't start till like three unless you have ESPN Plus or just you pop on. I believe it's Masters.com or download the Master the Masters app. Um, that, that's the only – you have to stream it to be able to watch uh, the early action. TJ, uh, I've got a question for you. Yeah. I'm- so you texted into Rutherford yesterday about me betting on the three favorites. If you could have it your way and I take one of those favorites out, who would it be? So who's not going to win, basically, between Rory and John Rom? Rory's not going to win. Because I really want to bet Cam Smith. I've got a really good feeling about Cam Smith. Don't bet Rory. Rory's – I'm not going to call him a choke artist, but be a little. If he'll feel that tension in his neck if he's in contention on Sunday, hasn't won this tournament before. He blew it once, right? Doesn't he need it for the career Grand Slam? Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he blow it pretty badly one time? Who's that? Rory. He came in second last year. I don't know if he blew it really badly. But, but I think there was another time where. Uh, he had. It looked like it was maybe going to be his year last year and. And Scheffler came and got him at the end. Which a lot of people are, are kind of fading Scheffler because you just don't win the Masters back-to-back years. But he's so good right now. Who ended up winning the par three? Don't know. It had to, Did you all watch any of that? No, I usually don't. I, I put it on, but, you know. Just like the lack of structure with it. Yeah. It's just like they, they clearly don't care. The broadcast don't care. Nobody cares, so why should I care? Well, do you Although know why? Like the, the, the fun a- yeah, because the par three winners never won, exactly. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But admittedly, if like they organized it a little bit better, I'd probably watch it. Uh, I'd watch it like scheduled appointment. But for every year, it's more like background. And then I'll watch a few shots, few holes, and that's that. But maybe that's, I mean, I guess technically that's what it's supposed to be. So I to watched. Today's the real, the real fun. I watched the first two hours of it before Rutherford yesterday, and I was really having a good time, but there wasn't any hole-in-ones. So I had it recorded, and I was going to watch it when I got home. So I turned it on when I got home. Hole-in-ones everywhere. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Everybody started making it. Seamus Power hit a hole-in-one on number eight and number nine. Went back-to-back hole-in-ones. How incredible is that? So that's Very incredible. Would you shoot uh, even on the yeah, three quarters? Yeah, I think that, that's what the question the fans all need to know. Um, I would I would feel confident in saying three over. It's really short. Like, the whole course is only 1,099 yards. Just, you would not shoot. Yes, I would. Scoots. Yes, I would. I mean, you just you wouldn't shoot. You would shoot worse than bogey golf, and that's a fact. That yeah. is a definitive, one hundred percent fact. Guarantee you, I'm not shooting ten over. Did you you see would the shoot, size you would of shoot, those greens. You, you would shoot eight over. You'd shoot over twenty five over. No, shoot, yes, no you, shot. If you actually played real golf rules. You actually took the drops you're supposed to take. You counted the penalties you're supposed to take at the par three are course. Going that, in the water. Is it, is it, going is, in the water. Is it an 18 hole par three course? It's a nine it's hole. Not, it's just nine. Nine. Okay, you wouldn't shoot 15 over. 
I was just no, saying, I wouldn't. It's I wouldn't not that they're not the same. shot thirty, if he shot a thirty-six, but that's you, proud of him. Oh, you yeah. all are forgetting something. That they're, they're not the same greens as on Augusta. These greens are much softer. They're much slower. Much like more like the greens that we're accustomed to playing around here. No, the, 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 that, that's, that's nothing. No. At Augusta is anything similar to what we're playing. Around. I know. I mean, it's it's not not as dramatic. Not, not a not a single thing about the any real of course. Besides but, the fact they have a cup and a flag. Damn and, it, Scoots. Uh, Scoots. I hate how much y'all don't believe in me. It's not a don't believe in you thing. It's just it's like the equivalent of being like I could score on prime Kobe. It's like no, I could not. Not in a I would never years. say that. It's the equivalent. That's the equivalent. Yep, yep. This is a professional golf course that chews up the best in the world. And here you are, which no offense, you are the second best golfer in this room, maybe the third, from a scramble standpoint. Wow. And. You're not going there. Shooting three over on this, the Masters. This is unbelievable. Scoots, I unbelievable. love you. You really are one of the best guys in the world, and it makes for great radio. Just your delusions in this, and you just have such a blind spot to reality. And I think it comes down to you just haven't really played a really, really, really nice golf course. For what it's worth, I have played a really nice golf like a, course. Like like professional play. Th- this course you play, is not. You have played really nice golf course, but I'm saying like where there's been tournaments. The par three is not the best of the best eating the up these golfers. I mean, I watched the whole thing yesterday. They, they had very little trouble with this course. I saw a dude hit it into the water. Yeah, it was freaking... Um, so if he can hit it in the water, it was, it, it was a, Scooter Dingus could hit it in the water. It was Larry Mize. The dude is 85 years old. Larry Mize. Was it? Was that what I saw? It was, like, yeah. Larry Mize. Gary Player, he also did the thing where he hit one like eight feet from the cup and then just directly into the water the next tee shot. <laughs> Gary Player, what a guy. What a gem. Scoots, I... I I think you could be somewhere in between bogey golf and that would be what. Yeah, you'd have to put out everything too. There'd be like a three footer. You'd in uh, you'd undoubtedly. I don't miss this. three footers. Okay, Scoot. I don't miss them. Alrighty. Famous last words. <laughs> I one time asked my golf friend group, "Would you? I think I maybe brought it up on on radio, but would you rather be out of any bunker anywhere on the course?" One of the best in the world hitting out of the bunkers. Could be a fairway bunker, could be a greenside bunker, could be a public course bunker, could be St. Andrew's bunker. But if you're in a bunker, you are one of the best in the world at being able to hit out of it. So you're Jordan Spieth. Or would you rather never in your life ever again have to worry about a five-foot putt within? You make every one of them. You never miss again. And my golf friends looked at me like I had three heads, and they were like, that's the dumbest question ever. Well, Everybody would take the five footer, no. and you wouldn't even think twice about it. Oh, I'm and saying. it got me to like I do think that's probably the right answer. However, the one of the best in the world of bunkers, you'd I would intentionally aim for bunkers at that point because then any greenside bunker you're putting within two to three feet. My argument, biggest argument is, oftentimes when you're playing with people, if it's a five footer in, they're like, oh, you got it's yeah. You're yeah, good. but unless you're you know. playing for money or something, right? Right. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, and there are no worse putts to miss than inside five footers. But also, Those like, are like I never get five footers. So, like, why? What really? Good, I mean, I was going to say, like, you, you almost get a. The, one of their arguments was like, some courses don't even have bunkers. Some of them have very few of them. Others, you. I mean, how often are you in bunkers? Oh, I'm in them all the time. I seem to also find them frequently as well, <laughs> unfortunately. But they, their case was like you—you ha- you will have a five footer almost every hole unless you make like a long putt, 
which a lot of people won't do, but you'll have cleanup that usually with this in five feet. So that's why they, def- that's not defaulted. They were very strongly in favor of it, but that's, that was their main reason is just the frequency of your five foot putts versus the frequency of how often you're hitting in bunkers. I still would take five foot, but I thought it was close. They thought it was a, like a crazy premise, which I still well, to this day. Don't. I think in my brain, and I don't, I don't know about you, Scoots, but when I'm going out of the bunker, I'm like, there's still like, well, if I get up and down here, I could score. Oh, any up and down out of a bunker is you're like, just, you're just feels like, great. I yeah. can, I can. There's still a possibility for me to score. My best shot over the weekend was out of a fairway bunker. Drove it, hit the, got on the green from you know a buck fifty out. Wow, it, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, I know, right? With a freaking five iron, who would have thunk it? But the 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 the. Oftentimes, if I get it within five feet, it's like, well, I missed the putt that I wanted to make, and here's the one. Like, okay, I guess I'll save bogey. But like, my my whole purpose and point of the hole, it's like, all right, it's kind of gone. I don't really have a lot of stress here. Um, now, granted, I'm not playing in as much competitive atmosphere, so it's it is a little different. Yeah, it is a little different. Like, I'm just trying to get pars. I'm just trying to stack up pars. Maybe get a bo- uh, a birdie here and there, or play bogey golf. It's not like if I two or three putt, then I'm like blowing my whole round up sort of deal. Yeah. And also aren't, I feel like being like automatic from that is just, I don't want to say it's just practice, but like that's much more attainable than kicking ass out of a bunker. You know, like I feel like. Correct. He, like yeah, some, a bad putter can make five footers. Yeah. Frequently. Yeah. You know? As long as you just. You could get right lucky. Touch. You, could, you yeah. could get lucky even with them. You could have. I could have and, and my lot, daughter put the ball on the ground and make a five footer. And a lot of get, those are going to be pretty straight putts too. It's not like I mean they'll have a little bit of something, but eh, it depends where you're playing. Sometimes five foot. Those are the tricky. Are, are we are we like, being uh, beachheads over here, Scoots? Are we being reasonable? I'm going to take the sand option. I mean, I'm terrible out of sand, so just being one of the best sand players in the world. That's another thing for would me, be a lot of fun. Is like I'm all like I love golf. I can fire off solid rounds. I can fire off horrible rounds. And nothing epitomizes my golf game more than my sand play. I can scold it 100 yards out of the bunker. I can hit it two feet in front of me, getting too far underneath the ball. Hit the loop. I, I can put it three feet from the pin and oh, have like the, the picturesque, like the sand was kind of trailing and yeah. you know, a little bit on the green and it looks really nice. I can do any of it. I can do all of it. Uh, but what I can't consistently do is any of it. The worst is sculling it because you're just like, well, there so you goes. I kind of agree. I would almost rather rather just like duff it three feet, stay in the bunker, do it again, than scolding it. You, you get nothing out of the scold. One, you know you didn't hit it right, and you're done. You're out of the bunker. You're moving on to another shot. Two, it's embarrassing. It goes, you know, however far past. Three, could end up being a really tricky shot, even tougher than the one that you had. And at least if you duff it in the bunker, you get another practice. And that's why a bunch of jabronis like us stink at bunker shots is because, like, how often do you get to practice a bunker shot unless we're on the course in a round with a bunker shot? Now, we're country club members. You know, they have practice, sand bunkers, some courses, some public courses do as well. Uh, we don't we don't often do that. I bet Scoots is going to tell us he hits 500 balls out of the sand every day. I don't, but my home course now, my new home course, has a they have two or three bunkers around their putting green. Your rehomed course, my rehomed course. There, you yeah, go. that's why it's so tough for a lot of people. You just don't get a ton of practice. So good for your new rehomed course. I need to utilize it from time to time. We need to tell everybody about the golf cart after all this. Who's, who's going to win the? You got any picks? I'm going Cam Young. Oh. 
So or Cam you, Smith, sorry, Cam the, Smith. The, the that, that's your that's your actual win bet. Yeah, for, for the for the, the not, not the golf card. The the real. Well, we'll we'll talk about the golf card, but I just want to know what our, what our picks are because I blindly followed Luckett last year and won money. So hey, if it ain't broke. Did he make his preview? I I did yeah, not see. Colin Morikawa. He it was two days ago. Uh, well, good. I've always said he needs to do it earlier in the week, but I've just totally missed it this week. <laughs> it was so. uh, Tuesday night. That's a bummer. But he's got Colin Morikawa as uh, a win bet and uh, Tony Finau, uh, top 10. Uh, he, had a, he had a couple others. Uh, Shane Lowry, top 20. But I can get behind it. I love that one of the rationales is like, Tony Finau, every other year he's top 10. It's an odd year. Time for another Tony Finau, top 10. He had all of his kids out there yesterday, all 73 of them. And then he Jeez. got to the hole. Remember the hole he yeah. broke his ankle on a couple years ago? He, like, get the, hit the hole in one and started running down the fairway. Uh-huh. He hit his shot there yesterday, and he just looked at somebody. He was like, I'm not going to run. I'm just going to slowly walk up. <laughs> that's the right that's, <laughs> that's the right approach, I think. My winner, I'm going with Cameron Young. Oh. <laughs> 3,500. That's nice. Real nice car. That's who I think pulls it out. What about you, Scoots? Did you say? Are I you said on the Cam, young Cam Smith. You're on the oh, so we're See, on the cams. I get the yeah. cams. I I like Cam Smith is weird, like mustache and yeah. wild hair. The right? Australian. Which one's Cam Young? He is the American. Cam Smith is the Australian. Cam, Cam Young's, Young's got a big dark beard. And He's tall. He, ah, okay, okay. Cam okay. Young just look like he could walk in this room and you probably he'd. You could think like, are you interning? You doing some radio for like? Yeah, like pretty. He normal. just looks very normal. Yeah, just a yeah. normal American dude. Very average guy. Where Cam Smith just looks like a freak, Ozzy, you know? Yeah. Oh, big-time freak. Absolute Shrimp freak on show. the Bobby. No kidding. Cam Smith is in Lib, though, correct? He is, yeah. That's why I think he's got a real motivation to come in here and play. Those Lib guys, it makes it's a it's an interesting dynamic. It is, yeah. I did throw Dustin Johnson on my DraftKings team because I thought you could get him at pretty good value, and it's Dustin Johnson. I, I doubt he wins it, but I also don't think he's going to go out there and just miss the cut. He could be in contention. I think yeah, I think you'll see him. Out of all the Lib guys, I think he'll have the best showing. Obviously, we know where Scoots leans with that. You on Phil Mickelson? <laughs> no, no, no. Bryson DeChambeau? No, no. Um, I did. Uh, I bet DeChambeau makes the cut. I don't think he'll be threatening. But. I, I, I didn't like the, uh, like, you can't look up stats on these guys, on the live golf guys. Because typically what will happen is I don't ride completely with Luckett's picks, but he'll share a stat like, here's the good stat for this tournament. And. And I just kind of like, okay, well, let's let's see who we got here. Who do I like out of this group? But you can't do that with the live golfers. You don't know how they are in strokes gained on irons, right? Like, you know, how are they driving? Or they're putting. Where do they rank? Like, live golf doesn't do stats. They, they, they hardly do, do leaderboards. And, and if they do do stats, it's like, okay, you're only going against 20 other decent golfers. And exactly. The rest of the field is is garbage for the most part. Yeah, it's true. So it's made it a little bit more difficult, but nevertheless, it's going to be a lot of fun. Almost as fun as getting out there yourself, playing Park Mammoth, maybe Old Capitol. Oh, yeah. Big, Big Sports Radio golf course. Yeah, Elk Run. Uh, there's Santa Claus, Christmas, or Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. And I always forget Wooded View. I don't know why I forget Wooded View. But that's another great golf course on the Big X Sports Radio golf course. And Valley View. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do. You're going to get some nice views. Yeah. Plenty <laughs> of great views. A lot of views. For under 25 bucks a round. So go to BigExportsRadio.com. Get yours today. What's the number two, TJ? 812? 
Oh, I don't have it pulled up. Two five seven. I don't have four two five fourteen fifty seven. There you go. Sure. By the way, you forget Wooded View because in my time at Big X, it has never been on the Big X card. Wow. New addition. So, really excited about that. I play Wooded View a lot. Is there plenty of good Wooded Views? There's a lot of woods. 812-725-1457. Oh, 725. 812-725-1457. Let's get it right. What did I say? 425? I don't know what you said. 725. How was the Rutherford show yesterday? It was three hours exhausting. It was interesting. With those storms rolling in, yeah. Being at a studio that I have no idea what to do when the power gets knocked off. And I'm I'm a little ignorant with the power going off when it happens here, but I'm really clueless over there when the power goes off. So I didn't know what to do. It was was wild. A bunch of scrambling. That studio yesterday was popping. There were thousands of people in there seemingly. It was was a wild time. Everybody was freaking out. Has anybody been to the big exports radio website as of late? Uh, I have not. It's been, it's been a while. Is it down? No, no, just, no. It's very much up, unfortunately. It's, it's not updated. It, you can you can listen live at the top, which is great. Then you see the big exports radio golf cart right there, which is great. You buy it under twenty five dollars around those beautiful courses. They make it really easy for you on the website. And then right underneath that, just Mike Rutherford with a picture of Mike Rutherford, and then his bio. You keep scrolling. And it's the bottom of the website. Oh. (laughs) So here is the Big X Sports Radio website. Big X, listen live. You click the thing, you can listen live. Makes it very convenient. Mm -hmm. Big X Sports Radio golf card. Under $25 a round. Perfect for gift giving. Perfect for the golfer in your life. Maybe perfect for you. Underneath that, Mike Rutherford's bio with a very blurry picture of Mike Rutherford. End of website. Hmm. Do we think there could be missing, I don't know, literally everything else? Hmm. <laughs> There's no, like, menu panel where you Mike can go to? Mike brings his unique analysis, great humor, inside connections, and tremendous listener support to a program he produces and directs. He oh, that's funny. Pro- I don't he doesn't produce it. remember him producing his own show. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Making him out to be a freaking hero. Yeah, he also runs the wires to the satellite <laughs> towers. I want KRC's bio on there, and I I want it now. It was funny because I did ask him. So after we lost power and it came back on, I was booting everything back up. He had turned the TV on, and it was about 530 at this point. And I walked in there. I was like, well, Mike, you just want to do one more segment? Get out of here, or what do you, you want to do? And he was like, I mean, yeah, I guess. He was like, I mean, we're in an active tornado warning. I was like, well, I mean, it's up to you, man. It's your show. I'm not forcing you to do a show. So what did you all decide to do? We went on air. I was like, I'll help you keep an eye on the TV. We'll be fine. Was he worried about it? He was worried that we wouldn't have power until 6 o'clock at that point. To which I told him, Mike, I've never been here, but we're not going to lose power again. And we didn't. So, I like like your confidence. Everything went well on the show. I wasn't able to listen to as much as I would have liked to, but I still listened to a good a good bit. A texter texted in and was like, Scoot said that today was going to be, he was dreading it. And Scoot was like, did I say that? I don't know if I said that. <laughs> I think he did. He's, I don't know if I said up, dreading. He switched up real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated that our texters keeping him on point. Not I, like he can just st- say things on KRC that, 
might not be brought up later on. <laughs> I, I did call him out, though. I asked him if uh, Jeff, we were talking about Jeff Walls, asked him if he could win the big one. Oh, good. What they say? I he, missed that. He was like, come on, Scoots. And he was like, speaking of Kentucky narratives, and then he went into Dan McDonald. Oh, well, <laughs> did you ask if he could win the big one? Well, he kind of alluded to Dan can't win the big one. And neither one can. So, yeah. And neither can Kelly, Bus Boom, Kelly, Bus <laughs> Busselman, yep. <laughs> Eric Busselman. Kelly Busselman. Speaking of Eric Musselman, they took uh, another recruit that U of L sniffed around, which oh. U of L folks are freaking out about that which one. Which recruit was it? M- Minyard, the Washington guard. Hmm. Uh, he's he's a really nice player. So nice that you think I would know his full name, but I, I do not. I was more uh, fraught with. But he's the going news to Arkansas, so the Cats are going to see him. Oh, that, you saw uh, the Jordan Wright news. Yeah, Jordan Wright, Vandy guy that torched Kentucky during that weird stretch of frequent losses to Vanderbilt. He transferring from Vandy, but going to LSU, so you will still see him on the schedule. Maybe the Cats will get a uh, a wing that can guard him. Justin Edwards, you want to go up against Jordan Wright, buddy? You think you can? Because nobody on last year's team nope. could. Nope. He'd, um, that was frustrating. It's also, I mean, maybe, maybe there's like an academic thing. Felt like he had a good thing going with Stackhouse. Like those two's were boys. Yeah, I Kinda, also like it seems. Especially to go to LSU, where they really sucked this year. Yeah. Like, they were a bad basketball team. Yeah, somebody had tweeted, and they were like, well, at least he's going to get good coaching now. It's like, Stackhouse, wasn't Stackhouse coach of the year Yeah, in the SEC? Over McMahon. And you can say whatever you want, but Vanderbilt didn't finish at the very bottom of the SEC standings. Right. That, so I was a little confused by that move. I think just any time you get a interconference transfer, it just kind of your brain's like, eh. I'd also look at a nil in a situation like that. Although, if you're Vandy basketball, if you can't get the nil going for that, what can you get the nil going for? And you may say baseball, and they probably do, but basketball, it's even fewer players. You can't tell me that Nashville can't like have a business just embrace two Vandy stars to make them semi-competitive. How can Auburn do it and Vandy cannot? Right, right, in Nashville. Yeah. Some rich old guy that went to Vandy has to own a business around there that's willing to throw some money around for them to, to see his team in the NCAA tournament. So uh, that part's surprising. I will say, though, with um, – I know, like, I don't, Jordan Wright's pretty old, if I'm not mistaken. Part of Ray Davis transferring from Vanderbilt was, like, just going to grad school at Vandy isn't – taking the extra – the fifth years or whatever for COVID, not as easy as just going to grad school somewhere else. Like – I think it's very difficult just to get in there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so um, may, maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, maybe even all the more reason for these people. Like, actually, this is really good. Why are we doing Vandy's job for them? But all the more reason for, like, this nil era of you no longer just need to go take the dive into the professional ranks to make money. What if you actually got a meaningful degree from Vanderbilt and you made decent nil money living in Nashville and you got to play basketball at, I mean, in one of the best conferences? No doubt Kentucky would have lost Luke Fortner. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah, I know, right? See, you'd think that'd be a good pitch for Vanderbilt, but still. Let's just get just, all the brainiacs. And just like, hey, look, you're going to get a cool degree, but the nil thing must just be really slacking. Slack-a-lacking. But yeah, U of L lost uh, Keon Minifield. He is one of the fastest guards in basketball. Kind of wasted away at Washington, unfortunately. Him, Keon Brooks, they should have been a little bit better. 
but he he struggles kind of shooting and doing a few different things. So not that he's Kentucky should be okay. He'll be, but he'll be uh, he'll be in Arkansas next year and in that style and in that system and how they get up and down. Musselman is reloading again. You of all fans, Kenny may not make it through the summer unless something changes. They're gonna. It sounds like they're gonna get uh, a UNLV guy named Keyshawn Hall who averaged six points. Like they're just they're kind of doing it again, Roush, in the no, transfer no. portal where it's like, all right, there's a lot of good players. You're mentioned with a few of them. Go get them. You're not getting any of them. Okay, now you're getting who? Who's this? Who's this guy? Who are you getting? Who's this? But hey, mm. the Cats. We have our own transfer stuff to worry about and talk about. We can't just laugh at U of L, Roush. As much fun as it may be. No, no, no. We've got some 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 bad news to discuss. How about we take our break and get to it on the other side? It's weird times with UK basketball. We're going to talk about it. We'll get into more Masters. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. Remember, before you get to the office today, get to the Thornton's. It's a little chillier outside this morning. I bet a fresh cup of Joe will warm you right up. What about an 89-cent soft drink, 32 ounces at Thornton's? Check them out today and then text on in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Called reading. Top to bottom, left to right. Group words together as a sentence. Take Tylenol for any headaches. Might offer any cramps. Shut up. We randomly were talking about COVID during co- golf during COVID. And we were all just complaining about how much we hated the dividers, the plastic dividers they had. It's like, here, just go. In the carts. They were the worst. And and when it was hot, it'd, like, stick to your skin. And when you'd get out of the cart, it'd be like. You'd, like, try to move it out of the way to just, you know, have. Get in the cart. Yeah. And then if, like, a bad gust of wind came from the other side, just smack (laughs) you in the face. And then, we, and then we got to the cups during COVID, and that was actually just good old-fashioned family fun. And then I just mentioned right before we came on the air, imagine if they had the cups, if you don't remember during COVID and with golf, they were worried about people reaching into the cups and grabbing their own individual ball and that being a way to spread COVID. So they put like a little foam, pool think of like a pool noodle. Yeah, <laughs> they just cut a pool noodle real thin, and they put it on the cup so the ball wouldn't go in. You'd hit the foam. And it'd make putting just it was a good. thousand times yeah. easier. You wouldn't, you, you just, because all you needed was just to touch a little piece of it. And it was idiotic, obviously, from like a disease standpoint, but it made for some really, really hilarious golf. Weird, weird golf times during, during COVID. Hey, but we're back to normal. But we're the playing. best season of putting I've ever had in my life. I really could get after them. And that was a lot of fun. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We were laughing, having a good time there during the break. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Ugana and Yenso is Ugana. <laughs> RIP to the puns. They were good while they I lost I guess we it. could always be like, 
you're going to regret seeing the play he just made for St. John's. There we go. Oh, but yeah, we can do the, uh, we can get on the X cat beat. There you go. Yeah. There you have it. Everybody said that this was going to happen. And I think in the first time in the Calipari era, you really would have to go back to DJ Jeffries' decommitment. And Kentucky didn't really give a hoot about DJ Jeffries. They were mm-hmm. they were mad that they weren't keeping up with him enough, which I was told UK was keeping up with them plenty, and they were just being babies and looking for a reason out. But Kentucky didn't care about that. For the first time in the Cal era, to to another school, I think they've lost somebody that they didn't want to lose. Now it's coming out, Roush, that maybe Calipari wasn't going to be strong-armed by... This This seems to be coming back to this several times. Same thing with uh, Baylor Shireman last year. It's like, we're not going to be beholden to nil demand. He's very nil-friendly, and if you come to Kentucky, you're going to make really good money. I would imagine at UK, if you counted up all the nil money across the college basketball landscape, I bet... UK has accumulated the most per team. Unless maybe there's just like one silly deal somewhere out there that's... But I'd say almost per average, if you broke it down per player, I bet UK has more nil than any other program. You're going to make good money there. Yep. But Cal doesn't like being told, we you're signing on the dotted line to make sure my player is getting this. And, and from where or from who, we don't care, but we need to, we need the promise from you that this is going to happen and that you all, the university, is going to work on our behalf to make sure this number is met into our, our pocket. And by the chatter of the town, and you, we got to believe this because everybody was right about this whole situation, so I doubt they're wrong about this aspect of it. UK said, no, no, we're not. We Maybe. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. We're not promising you, though. And, and if another school is, so be it. But this is the first time that this is somebody that UK did not want to lose. Cal said that he thinks he could be the best big in the country next year. He 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 wrote all beautiful poetry when talking about Uganda during the end of the season and then early into the offseason. And he's gone. He's gone. You lost him. I guess they didn't want him enough to meet the demands of whatever the handlers were saying. And, and, I, and, I, and I see the slippery slope in it, Roush, because yeah. if you do it once, who's to stop the handlers from being like, okay, hey, that was nice. He just had a double-double. He leads the countries in blocks. Let's get another 250000 up in here by see, Christmas. And that's the, I think that's the concern. Yeah, and, and we um, – I, I forgot. I guess it would have been Justin Rogers we would have had this conversation about where – it, it comes down to the lack of transparency and the salary cap, how it works. Like, there's no real rules, right, in all of this situation. So, the way that um, Jack Pilgrim put it is Kentucky felt like Uganda was being compensated fairly already, was making, I, I don't think explicitly said a dollar amount, but, you know. Six figures ish to would not almost play. I guarantee he was making six figures to not to not really play this year. And I'm all. talking out my butt with that, but I would be shocked if he weren't based on some of the other numbers you hear, some of the other players. And he was prominent in other business. You know, he he had stuff he was selling on his Instagram or on his Instagram stories and stuff like that. And 
so there's there's part of you that like understands and is actually maybe kind of happy that Cal isn't going to be beholden to nil handlers because if there's a place that it could be taken advantage of, it would be this one, right? So on, on the one hand, it's like okay, you know, poor kid, like he, he's he's got some people around him that are just you know going to send him to the highest bidder, but at the same time you're like wow. This this was this guy was supposed to be the star center next year, the shot blocker, right? Uh, what, what did Cal say? Like he he could be one of the best shot blockers in the country mm-hmm. next season. And when you look, one at, of the best big men entirely. Yeah, and when you look at the way that Kentucky struggled as of late, it's because they're shot blocking. They had their second worst defensive performance in the Calipari era. Period. And it was the first time they've ever been top outside of the top 100 block percentage. They usually have good shot blockers. They did not have rim protectors this year. It's clear that's a key part of the Calipari defensive model. And Uganda was going to fill that role. And he was billed as that. And when he arrived early, it was, okay, well, you know, obviously Oscar's taking the lion's share of minutes, but this is going to give him a head start. And that kind of, it's, it's, it's just back-to-back years, man. The same stuff with Shaden. It's, it's different, but... There's also a, a missing piece element to it, where it's it's it, the situations individually have a lot of nuance and but from the just afar, TJ, it's very just like frustrating that you're stuck in this situation again. Where now I'm trying to, like I I had already sold myself on Uganda, and now I've got to go sell myself on somebody else, and I just don't know if that person's going to be as good if they're going to be good enough. Or uh, it, it's just it's it's very frustrating that it feels like we we keep doing this song and dance where you just you think you got a all right think we got something here we got them on campus uh, it's 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 almost like you're just doing the recruiting game but the recruiting game is actually actively happening while they're still here and that's the frustrating part. Well, there's nothing you can do about the recruiting game when they're still there. That is the reality of pretty much all these players is. With the one-time transfer portal and you're instantly eligible, no player on your roster ever is really safe from leaving with a few exceptions. There's a few people that you can count on from time to time. But if somebody's not happy, if they feel like they're not being compensated properly, now you have to mix in the money aspect with with a playing as with a with playing time, style, usage, all that stuff. It makes it even easier and more likely that people are are going to leave. One area I'll push back on slightly is like I don't feel bad about people's fandoms. Like, oh no, now you have to go get excited about somebody else. Boohoo, big whoop. Like that's an easy thing to do. Yeah, but that's, it's just, that's not that's not. I'm not I'm not going to feel bad for anybody because they're going to have to cheer for somebody differently now. But it's just the you can get why people are frustrated though because. Oh, I'm frustrated by it. It's weird. This is yeah. like, but this is the first time something like this has happened. The Shade and Sharp situation, while also equally, if not, I mean, probably significantly more frustrating right, because right. you he was, maybe you, you knew team, he was a talent. Yeah, that was you a maybe top 10 win, NBA talent. You maybe won an NBA or an NBA. Maybe you maybe won an NCAA championship with him or go to a Final Four with him. He's that good of a player. Onyenso could be. I, I remember seeing him in November and December and texting my, my buddy who we text during games with and just being like, that dude is going to be a top – he's going to be a lottery pick in 2024. 
And he was like, really? He was like, I could see him being an NBA guy, but lottery pick, I'm not so sure. And I think he may have to leave after his junior year. He thought he was more raw than I did. I thought this upcoming season he was going to break through go pro, be ready to, to rock and roll. He thought it was going to be maybe a year later and not to that massive extent. So I like him. I think he's a really talented player. That being said, he, he did kind of get abused when he played this season. Now that doesn't matter. He's probably going to take huge jumps this offseason, and he's going to have to learn a little bit through some growing pains on the court. Correct. Uh, it'll probably be like January or February before he hits his stride, and he could be a really special player then. But I still, and I know it gets into a different conversation slightly, I still don't think this this necessarily has to be a loss. It's frustrating. It's weird. I think we I think we know why it happened. And we talked about it. Handlers wanted certain amounts met. Kentucky wouldn't guarantee X amount of dollars. To some degree, is that Calipari saying we think we can be better off without you, or we're not totally terrified with losing you, you could look at it that way. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's just strictly we're not taking demands. We want you to come in with the right mindset of winning team basketball, championships, blah, 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 and then the nil money is going to come, but that's not going to be something that's promised on the side or as part of the deal. That will be something that will be on the side. I don't know. It's a weird situation. I think Kentucky can still be better off because of it. I I'm not I'm not yet panicked. Yeah, yeah, and I I think the um, of all of the bizarre developments from it, maybe it's because maybe it's because we kind of were were warned about this potentially happening in advance, but I I expected more um, out. I don't know if outrage is the the right word, but like. I just expected a lot more of a loud reaction from Kentucky fans online. I just I just expected a lot more. I had I did the thing where I was like, all right, I'll I'll write the column, people. I'll I'll do the I'll put the opinion piece about this on KSR. And I thought I was going to get hammered for being negative, Nick, and all. And really, kind of felt like a fart in the wind. So I, I don't know if people were just like, all right, good riddance on to the next one. I that that's the part that I I'm not sure. Uh, is is it because he played so little and we didn't think much like we we didn't think he was going to be that good? Like I, I I don't I thought there would just be more of a reaction to this news than what there was, or people just like ah whatever, just call me when the season begins. Like I you know I'm not going to care till then. I so I I, I don't I don't know. I, I that's the part I I can't pinpoint either. Expectations I have to do something with that. Expectations how for Uganda. I mean, yeah, I just I don't know how people how. Let me see best way to say this. I don't know how much people expected to get out of Uganda next year, and that may be because of what you brought up, Ralph. She just didn't get a lot of minutes this year. You don't know what to expect, so I, I think that may be part of it for the quietness. Yeah, just you, yeah. you didn't have the highest expectations for Uganda next year, and you got Aaron Bradshaw coming in. See, but I did. Like I thought he was going to be the starting center. Oh, there's definitely a faction of people that that did have high expectations for him, no doubt. But others probably had the same thought, which was, well, he couldn't play in front of Lance Ware, so see ya. Which, there's some truth to that as well. That is true. <laughs> I mean... And, and, and it, it wasn't 
like uh, what are the coaches thinking? We saw it with our own eyes. Uganda did a couple nice things early in the season. He was really fun to watch. It was like, holy smokes, what could what could this piece be? Like, what could he mold into? And then when you got him in conference play, I think everybody was willing to be like, hey, he's raw. He's probably going to make some mistakes. He's probably going to get pushed around. And then he did. They'd go after him every time, usually score on him or draw a foul. And then I think he hit a jumper or two. All of them look good, and you were okay with him taking pretty much all of them, but I ended up thinking he he missed more than we thought he was going to make on those elbow jumpers. And he maybe had an oop. He wasn't really like the rim runner threat that we thought he also could be. So it was it, like Lance Ware, you needed Lance Ware more mm-hmm. than you needed him, as weird as that is to say. And that's why I think you can you can be you can be better off. You can get a better player. You can get a more sure thing. You can it may change your dynamics of what you thought you were going to get. By the way, that other where the Oregon transfer Khalil, yeah, where, uh, he's visiting IU. Yeah, Scoots, Scoots, you're getting a, the number one transfer portal guy to visit. Is huh? he really the number one guy? Uh, for, I guess some, according to twenty four seven, some service Sweet. has him number one. Let's get it. How excited does that make you? We've uh, we've gotten a lot of visits this from the transfer portal this off season. So it is it is exciting. Because so we have a lot to replace. Here's my question for you, TJ. Did the Hunter Dickinson Zoom news did that do it for you? Yeah, yeah. I've, t- I've, I've. Since the news came out that he hit the transfer portal before there was ever even a idea that UK was going to be interested in him. Although we had a feeling that Uganda was going to leave, that news wasn't official. I've been, I've been hitting the Hunter Dickinson drum nonstop. I there's part of me. That- I, like there's a portion of UK fans that are totally out against it, and I I think there is. While I respect everybody's opinion, I think it's a little nutty. I think it's a little wild to be like totally out on that dude. See, I'm I'm not totally out on that guy, but it's also do you need a uh, uh, a score at center? I don't. He a complimentary piece of scorer that can hit threes. Yes, so the, why see, not? The one, Absolutely. The one part like, where I'm I'm not because like. Basically, my whole thing is, all right, let's look at blocks per game and rebounds per game. And that's not his strength. His strength is not rim protecting. It's not. And I'm just like, I need a rim protector. I need a rim protector. He can block shots, though. Yeah, he, he's, he, he reminds me of like Nick so Richards when it comes bigger. to uh, that's uh, Nick Richards probably blocking. a little bit more bounce. But, yeah, it's not a bad Where it's comparison. Like he's, he's not getting a bunch of off. Like, it's just tough to score over him. Yes, exactly. But he's not coming from the side, like help side, and just like Agreed. blocking a shot into the stands. But the part I think with Dickinson that does make the most sense of all of this is like if we wanted to like we wanted to complain about Oscar's inability to space the floor, Dickinson ain't gonna clog things up. Like he doesn't have to have his back to the basket. He can stretch it's, things out. Like correct. that that's the part that's gonna and, be really nice. Even the, further than Oscar, where Oscar could take it to the elbow and we were always cool with him taking that shot. Dickinson can legitimately take it to the three-point line where Cal, at his age and his experience, he's going to be totally all right with him oh, taking that shot. that game shot. winner he had? Or is it? No, it was forced overtime. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, but they still won it overtime, right? Yeah, they still won okay. it overtime. But, th- yeah, the, the the shot that tied it was... was and I just love his tournament. attitude. Like, he has fun playing college basketball. That's what it should be. And as much as we liked Oscar, 
he and he was the best rebounder of all time. Like I, 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 I want your big. I want your big and your point guard to kind of have a little nasty streak to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. To, and this dude is like going to fight and talk trash. So I'm here for that. And that him would be a lot of Wagner, fun. We would, we would, of, oh, we'd have we'd have so much fun with that. Here's my concerns with Dickinson. I do share some defensive concerns, not as much as other people do, but like you're not going to be. You're not going to have the elite Anthony Davis, Nerlens Noel, we, we Willie Cauley Stein. We went from the worst defender, and now we're like, we we gotta we gotta zag. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. I just I think the other values are just far outweigh that. Like, okay, you may then then outscore teams, Cal. Then just run it up on teams. Play that tempo where you're all right giving up a few baskets because you just know at the end of the day you're gonna you're gonna run it up on somebody. Um, also, just maybe like durability concerns. He is a big dude that's been playing college basketball a lot. There's a long grind to the season. The last thing we need is it being February and that dude getting hurt. He's got and a foot. It's and, uh, it's yeah. you, you. That is the nice thing though. Is like Dickinson and Bradshaw would be great together because if you wanted to rest and do quote unquote load management, and I don't mean that in like taking games off, but if Cal's like, hey, we're up by ten, Hunter. Chill on the bench, like relax a little bit. If the game gets tight, maybe we'll put you back in. Then you can see what it looks like with Bradshaw strictly at the five and then whoever else you want to do at the four. It'll give you some options there. But I do have some maybe durability concerns with him. But besides that, I'm all for it. I would, if you could tell me that, hey, Oscar's gone, really, if you could tell me, like, Oscar, Hunter Dickinson, or you gonna, who you taking? I would take Hunter Dickinson, and I'm generally a little conservative in that regard where I think that's just maybe the safest option where you get a player with tenacity that you know can score, stretch the floor, it's not going to clog up the lane, good free throw shooter. I, 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 would, I would take him. I think if there was a pecking order there, would I will you, say this: I don't think you're. I don't think UK is going to get him though. Would, I think he's going to go somewhere else. Would you rather Hunter Dickinson or Oscar Sheboy? I just said that. If you had all three of them, I would take Hunter Dickinson if, okay. in the pecking order. I don't think you're going to get him though, which will bring up the question. And I know yeah. there's a portion of UK fans that really want the wear guy from Oregon, but is there has there been any confirmation of communication between UK and him? Is that a possibility? And secondly, you're rolling the dice with him a little bit too. Yeah. I get people love the potential with him, and smarter people than me are like really crazy about him. So I'll defer to the like, all right, he must be pretty good. But that doesn't look like UK is going to get him. I'm not so sure UK is going to get Hunter Dickinson. I I would say worst case scenario, you just need to go to Oscar and be like, you. Again, you can't go into the season with Lance Ware being your second five. If assuming if Bradshaw is your yeah, your first, yeah, you just yeah. can't you can't do that. So I don't know. It's an interesting time for Kentucky basketball right now. I'm not panicked. I'm not panicked. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by where it's going to go. You'd hope that UK has a plan, but so far, not so good. I kind of like that Marshall guy that visited Florida, I want to say, the other day. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. Seven-foot center who averaged 9.8 rebounds and three blocks a game at Marshall last year. As a freshman. Yeah. Would, like would, that's just like, hmm. Would you all yeah, want Jamarian Sharp? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Good. Uh, I, you know, if if like he wanted to come, if if you could get somebody, if you get Hunter Dickinson and he wants to come in, if Damian Collins, he can be the Damian Collins replacement. Yeah, sure. Is Damian leaving officially? Everybody no. acts like he's going to leave, but nothing nothing official yet. I did find it interesting. Uh, 
Cal's guy, Seth Greenberg, said uh, he expects Oscar to return. To Kentucky? Yeah. He said that? He said that. Dude, that may be what UK is just going to do. He said that's what uh, he, he's got to compliment uh, the freshman class in the transfer portal. He's got to get Oscar Sheebway to come back first and foremost, which I think he will end up coming back. I don't know how much that's Seth just like guessing on versus how much he's actually like talked to Cal and Cal believes it might happen. I don't know what what's going to happen at the big position. I don't think they're going to get Dickinson. I don't think Oscar comes back, but I do think maybe there's going to be like another big name and we'll all just be like, oh, him. It'll be him. And that hasn't happened yet. But, one, you've got some, like, college basketball national people hinting at some other big names that are going to be entering. But I think there'll be – it'll almost be like a re-Travis situation. It'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, Kentucky spot UK needs. Guy that is really good, that's a perfect fit. Bring it on in. I think that's going to happen. That being said, if it has to be Oscar, you could you could do worse, but there needs to be – that we need to make sure if there's any off the court things that that is totally Zip squashed. Yeah. And Oscar, all all your other hobbies are always going to be there for you. Why don't you take one big one big year of just <laughs> basketball? Yeah. Ba- basketball team, basketball team. Because after that, you're, you're done. You're gonna be you're gonna be going to. It's like the uh, kicking and screaming. Meat. Uh, right. Is, admittedly, don't. No, I've seen okay. bar- parts, but I, I couldn't tell you anything from that movie other than Dicka being in it. Yeah, I think meat, like the twins, the Italian twins have to worry about meat. Oh, okay, okay. And I remember, Yeah, I remember them. They're very good. first, but then they, you know, the big game, they have to do like a big meat order or something like that. Such a weird movie. All right, hour one done, hour two next. The Masters has officially started. Woohoo! Woo. Enjoy, folks. But you put it on mute and you listen to Kentucky Roll Call. Every time I close my eyes, God makes five foot nine brown eyes and a sundress loves Tim McGraw and a small town accent. Ain't no way to be in this truck made of falling love. Jack makes good whiskey, but God makes the good stuff. Over. Over. I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. The gang was talking Survivor, that commercial break. Good episode. Very good night. episode. Hasn't nice always had great episodes this season, kind of either been really good ones or really bad ones, but last night was... It was a good one. It was it, a good one. We is, were having a good time. Is that our new thing to tell the folks what we talk about each break? Just when sometimes <laughs> we don't talk. Sometimes we just route is working, and you know I'm placing bets or hanging out or doing what whatever. Uh, but but we can like when it's good conversation like this. <laughs> a lot of people want cameras. They yeah. want us on tape. That'd be great. Mm, would it? It would. Yeah, it'd be good entertainment. Think about. It. I mean, do are they, they get them for the Rutherford show? I don't think they actually are. They <laughs> said that. Things we'll do later. But you think they were just fibbing? To it's, Rutherford? it's one of those things. Like, oh, we're gonna. I mean, it's it's like us moving over to the Taylorsville Road Studio. How long have we heard that now? Like two years, and we're still here. So, I, Big X has gotten to the point where I'll believe it when I see it. Change happens a little slow around these. It parts. does. <laughs> 
I don't think I would want a camera here. If they have them at the new studio for the Rutherford show, and then we end that ends up being a thing, then that yeah. that will be something. But do people need to see? Like, what if the lights just go out one day? Yeah, I, we're I mean, very lucky to have one working light bulb. I know. I mean, it's just you better knock on wood. It's been working for a couple months. That one looks pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's holding up strong. By the way, I recently was gifted one, and then it kind of led me to get other ones. The light bulbs that you like can control from an app. You have any of those Roush or Scoots? Uh, we were going to, but just decided uh, screwing it in was just as easy. Because we have, I'm, I'm not, this is me, not, I have a 110-year-old house. We can't find the light switches to our living room lights, so we just have to twist them to turn them on. Little like that's one of the craziest underrated things that I think's ever been said <laughs> on Kentucky roll call. You don't turn off your on and off your lights with you a light switch. Twist them in. You twist, twist them the ball on. In. It just sounds dangerous. Well, they especially sit, with a hundred and ten year old house. They sit in like uh, it almost looks like little lanterns. Like they they could also double as front porch lights. So you just kind of reach up there, give it a little screw, turn good, them on and off. Good thing you're both six foot eight. Yep, that is a good thing, Scoots. I couldn't do that. That's wild, Roush. <laughs> that you've been living like you've been in that house for like four years now. Yep, yeah. We were going to do the thing with the light bulbs. So I was like, <sighs> you know, you could call Alan Electric. No, we've had electricians in our house, and they're like, yeah, we can't, we can't figure it out. Wait, it like, they can't. Bit. They just make a new one. No, they could, but like finding the switch, they'd have to like rip up, you know, go digging behind the walls and stuff. It's I guess pl- they, it's plaster, right? I guess they could, yeah, it's plaster. So I guess they could rewire it if they wanted to, to make it a switch right next to it. But it's like, eh, we're getting by just fine. It hasn't been four years, has it? No, no, it's only okay. a year and a half or so. But what? I thought it's so. It's been more than a year and a half. We were in, it was one year you've anniversary been getting, You've been Halloween. getting cabinets for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's been more than oh, a year and a half. Which, uh, now that, I don't, I don't get the Zillow updates as frequently from my wife, but every, you know, she'll... So hand me, show me a house. We're like, oh, you think so and so friend would like this one? And now every time I see one, I'm like, oh, these cabinets are trash. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> now you cabinet know, expert. Now, now you know, notice cabinets. <laughs> yeah, imagine going into other people's houses and then just coming back to my house. It's just, it's like, oh, that's that's out of update. That's yeah, not updated. Yeah, that's yeah. not updated. This is falling apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we we've got our own home issues, right? So I'm not I'm not poking fun. Oh no, no, but that is a very Poke away. I'm glad it's you shared ridiculous. that. I'm glad you, <laughs> you shared that. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky oh, Roll Call man. here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Text on into the Thornton's text line. And remember, it's the weekend. Maybe you've got something going on. You're hosting. Salsaritas Catering makes everything easy. Oh, keen on tailgates? So oh, yeah. Just pick. stop by the drive-thru. And, so you get on your app. You order your catering to the uh, Shelbyville Road and Middletown location. Get off, hop through the drive-thru, beep, 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 drive on up to Lexington. They'll, get over on the Gene, oh, 64. Man. They'll keep it nice and toasty on your way up there. It'll be uh, great. Yeah, well, they give you the little things that you light on fire. The little, uh, and I forget what you I told it. you that one time it was the gel, which I was like, this is weird. I was scared to do it, but then it worked because obviously it would. Yeah. Uh, people aren't just, you, that would be lawsuit city if, if they didn't. They get you all hooked up. And that is great idea. Keeneland, mm-hmm. I've got some friends going Friday. I was going to maybe consider <laughs> going. Lucky's dogs. Just, I agree. Sounds they're, like a good Friday, am I right? That's a good one. You're on your game. 
You're on your game. Oh. And you can be on your game with Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, as Roush said, Middletown. There's also one in St. Matthews. And you can do all the catering from the touch of your fingertips on your phone with the Salsaritas app. Man, those little candles, by the way, chafing fuel. That's what they call them. Oh, I thought you were... don't actually use for chafing. No. <laughs> but they keep your food warm. It has to be a different word than chafing, right? Like, it's got to be like... C-H-A-F-I-N-G. How would you say it? Chaffing? Chaffing. I mean, it sounds like chafing to me. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, man, we got to redirect. That was... Um, <laughs> Anything you want to get to to start hour two? No. Um, I'm just... You just want to get to the text line? I think we need to, because the chafing feel just... Just really, really threw me for a loop there. Oh, uh, the Lakers finally used LeBron James in a losing graphic. So go, go. There was a, a NBA, an NBA personality. I don't, I forget the guy's name, but he did the research and he went through every one of the Lakers losing graphics and found that they never use LeBron when posting the losing score, which is just like final and it'll just have the score and a picture of the team or whatever. Last night they 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 finally have LeBron. He's in the background. But LeBron is in a losing graphic for the Lakers Twitter account. By the way, Ralph, wow, somebody realized that Lakers only a game behind the Warriors for the sixth spot. Oh, did you all make a bet? Yeah, we got that bet. Remember what is it that the Lakers are going to make? Lakers going to make the playoffs. Well, I guess I got to start caring. When when do when does the regular season end? Uh, I like, NBA Twitter is much more active. Lakers have two more games. <laughs> you notice this heating up? Yeah, they're like like feral cats. They're over there just like oh, Joel Embiid is a hero. He had fifty the other night, and I'm like. Just when they needed it most. And I, I didn't realize that, oh, yeah, NBA playoffs should be starting soon. Yep. So Lakers only have two more games? Two more games. So if they win the next two, then they're probably going to be in without, without the play in. Without the play in. Yeah. Oh, I'm hoping for the play in. Who do they play? Who do they have left on their schedule? Oh, that's a great question. Should have been prepared for that. Well, I thought when you said two more games, you had the two yeah. more games. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a Lakers guy, so. How did you know they had two more games? Sounds like you're a Lakers guy. I'm an NBA guy, so I know that they have two more games. They pretty much, I guess this the this is the last weekend of the regular season. I'm assuming they have got the Suns. Wait, that's their only game listed. They play 82, right? Yeah. 41 and 39 is 80. Why do they only have one game listed? 41. Oh, interesting. <laughs> huh, maybe it's the internet here because the internet here not great. No, they play the Suns tomorrow and the Jazz on Sunday. I don't know what you're looking up, Skids. Why is that? Dude, why is it not tough, showing me the tough Jazz? Games. Yeah. Uh, where's the Sun game at? It's at home at at the Staples Center okay. or the Crypto so, Currency Center. Yeah. So final final weekend, man. You get a little uh, regular season playoff. Much more exciting action. bet here than the Eastern Michigan Louisville bet, but here we've never talked about it. <laughs> hey. Roush, Louisville City beat Lexington last night. They got the game in? Suck it, Lexington. Yeah. Yes, but it was a good game. Lexington had a chance to tie late. Louisville City didn't score its goal until late, later. So, one nothing win. Louisville City advances in the Open Cup. And that's good. Was, was it Sean Tocha scored it? Yeah, I believe so. I think off a header. There, I was listening to one radio take, and they were saying how Louisville City should just lose the Open Cup, stop worrying about it. It's more trouble than it's worth. You're not going to win it, so Such who really cares? Such a loser mentality. I, I was initially like, huh, that's kind of an interesting take. Because there are times during the season where, like, 
Louisville City may just be really struggling in league play, and then you're like, oh, great, players are hurt, and now you got to turn around and play this U.S. Open Cup match. And it can just kind of be bothersome, but I agree with you, ultimately. It is a loser take. You get to play MLS teams. It's the only time that you actually kind of feel like you're you matter. The, the big leagues. Yep. You're you're with the best of the and best. you've done well on it. And, they, then, and also there's money involved. The first, If you're the last USL team la- remaining, you get a good amount of money, which for a second-tier soccer league, any amount of money is a good amount of money. Pays can pay for travel for a whole year. So they probably not even close to it, really, with how long the soccer seasons are from January to December. But they won. So congrats. And Lexington has yet to win a soccer match. But they'll get there. It was a little closer than I was imagining. It was close. Louisville City did not play well. They're definitely struggling right now as a team. Uh, You know what's not struggling, though? The Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450 is the number. You text in. We read it. Um... I think this is correct place to start. TJ kind of alluded to it, but for so long, it seemed like Kentucky had less locker room issues in the early Cal days compared to now. Cowboys mentioned blocking out the clutter, but maybe it's just harder to do now with nil in the transfer portal. It could just naturally lead to more issues, even if you are doing everything you can to block things out. Yeah, back in the good old days, you just had Terrence Jones leaving the scene of an accident. And Duran Lamb asking waitresses to cut up his steak for him. Those were the only off-the-court issues you had back then. I mean, wait, that that really happened? Yeah, both those things are true. Yeah, Duran Lamb can't cut up his own steak. Well, I'm sure he probably could, but he would ask others. Yeah, but he would ask waitresses to do it. That's so embarrassing. A lot of um... surprisingly, that kind of work ethic didn't last in the NBA. But I, to, to your point, winning cures all. Love you, Deron Lamb. Thank you for number Ill, eight. Ills. Appreciate you. You just win. You don't hear about this stuff. Like people, there's not locker room issues when you're only losing one regular season game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it's not it's, like you heard any locker room issues with the Grady and Mintz team until they started losing. Yep. Like, everything was great, right? It was yep. a very likable bunch. But, and then that kind of happened when you had the injuries started happening and then they come pop back up. Like, Ashton uh, Hagens, you didn't, you knew that he was kind of immature, but you didn't know that he was a problem until his "quote unquote" injury suspension against Florida. You know, very similar. Did did losing cause death premonitions? Where does that fall in line? Because UK wasn't really playing its best basketball. If UK's cruising, does Oscar have such net? I mean. Well, I'm I'm being totally joking about it, but it is kind of true. Like you wonder if what if Kentucky is just like they won the SEC tournament, they're going to be a one seed, everything's great. You're having positive dreams. Are you are you still thinking that there's going to be a terrible tragedy on the way to Indianapolis? Well, some might say going to Indiana is a terrible tragedy. Wow! Unless you're going to one of the great courses on the golf cart. Yeah, but suck it. Or one of any of the other great businesses. Sponsors the big X. But yeah, mm-hmm. suck it, Scoots. Yeah. what I do? You're just not listening. He had to explain why he's called Scooter Dingus. That was fun. <laughs> I, was, I always like telling that story. Is it Scooter Dingus or who's your – it's Scooter Dingus on the promo. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing a big voice say Scooter Dingus is so funny. Yeah, but Roush is right. It's – 
there probably there could be some bad luck with it. Just maybe you you can only have success with all these egos for so long. But I think if Kentucky's one seeds final fours like it was in the beginning, you're not hearing about Which it. Which goes so. back to egos only matter when the bad players have them. You know well, what yeah, I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I like, do think <laughs> that you know it can hide it to to some people. That it doesn't matter. It may not matter. And I don't know if UK's had that. They they've had a stinker or two, but I don't think any true disruptor. Well, like Marcus Teague was just too cool for school, you know. But like it didn't didn't really matter because he was at least a dog on the court. Yeah, the team lost two games. Yeah, <laughs> everybody was very happy. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. Letting someone go into the portal and not looking for a replacement is like being in an open relationship where she is open and you stay loyal to just her. I love the some sports radio folks hate them. I love any take being related to a relationship. So good job, Texter. Way to go. They say, as Kentucky, we need to act like the good-looking stud that can be with anyone. Yeah, we're playing the field. It's, a, it's interesting. It's field. a it, it, right now. It's kind of quiet. You did have the Zoom meeting. I think there was contact with the Northern Colorado guy, or at least they said that potentially. But I don't know. You you also got to know what Reeves is going to do, and we don't know that, but does UK's coaching staff? And do you follow along with their moves as an indicator, and do they have a read on it? That's the thing we'd like to know, and we will certainly not know. Onyenso transferring shouldn't surprise anyone. This is and has been the Kentucky basketball culture. UConn just won a national title, and I bet Hurley retains a great bulk of his roster. Eh, it was a good chunk of them. Major cultural issues at Kentucky, and it's been this way for longer than people realize. People acting like this stuff is new at Kentucky are hilarious. I think if you were going to... I don't even know what a, that... A better but, comp would be just saying like Duke's best players are all returning this year. I don't think Phil I mean, Paskey has announced it. Lively left. Lively left. But Which, thank goodness. I, that, that, he started playing a lot better. I, I, you didn't need him for another year. Yeah. Um, but having the, the point guard and uh, wing come back, there, there is something to be said about having to do this every year is, has become the, the way that things – it's become standard operating procedure at Kentucky. And I just – like that's I just think gonna this be... stuff happens everywhere. Is it as dramatic, though? Like, this sort of turnover everywhere? I mean... It's probably getting more dramatic with the portal. But the to the Texas The, the roster turn... I, like, I, if you're just fatigued on roster turnover going back to the one-and-done day, I can, I guess, understand where you're coming from with that. But... With people being eligible instantly, every team is going to deal with this. Every team. Yeah, I, th- I think their overall point, it kind of goes back to that um, when Dane O'Neill was trying to get you with Cal with the anonymous quotes. The, there was one in there that, like, what's Kentucky's cultural identity under John Calipari? And the identity is being so good that you can leave immediately, which, like, isn't an ideal end goal for a program. That, like, the players – the if they're at their best, they're really good for one year and then they're gone, which I, I think is yeah that uh, was working. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like 
it worked for a solid five years, but doing it over 15 years is a and, much and that's more. Also, it's a it, challenge. It's an exaggerated outsider's look at UK's program. That's not totally true because every team, every good UK team, has had experienced players. Some of which had been in the program for for some years. Yeah, and, and the, the I think the part that um, since 2020, well, hell, this year's an exception to it though, and that's why we were so frustrated is uh, in the portal era, you might have some experienced players, albeit not experienced at your program, right? Like, it's not Darius Miller being here for three or four years. It's not Patrick Patterson. It's not even Derek Willis or Dominique Hawkins, you know? Um, but this year was the exception to that, and I think that's why we were so, so forward because you, all of your major pieces, aside from Wallace and Livingston, were returners, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we were just like, what? Yeah, but you just had, you know, again, you did just have a ton of returners, it, it, every school is going to deal with it. I the handler aspect of it, I would chalk it up to just bad luck. But maybe it is something that's going to be amplified in the nil era, where you're just going to have more clingerons that are going to feel entitled to cash, and if they don't get it, then they're going to go to a place that's that's going to be willing to give it to them. So maybe it is. It, I do think it's kind of a new age thing with UK fans. If you're sick of it, it's your opinion. It, I I get. I mean I. I don't know if I get sick of it. I just want everything that's going on right now resorts back to look how many lottery picks UK and first round picks UK had up to a certain point and look to what it is now. It's not rocket science. Yeah, the talent's just not as good. Get back to getting the NBA dudes and you'll get back to winning. And then you do need to make sure that you're getting the right pieces and plugging in from the transfer, transfer portal. But we all feel pretty good about the talent that UK has coming in. This is what we want. The NBA draft board seem to indicate the future ones, if you buy into that stuff, and I don't. But they seem to like it as well. So this should be more of what we're looking for. It is some tough luck, I think, that this is just a time in history where you still, you have like 23, 24-year-olds in college basketball, and that makes it, I think, a little bit tougher for 18-year-olds than when it was 21 and 22-year-olds. Mm-hmm. But, oh well, they're, they're going to have to get ready. They've gone against some older kids in their high school and AAU, too, because people were allowed to drop back in, in most high schools. So they're going to have to be ready for it themselves. But it's the talent that we're going to want. It's not rocket science. This and that. And you can be sick of all of it, and I understand it. But I think as a fan base, winning cures everything, too, just like in a locker room. And UK hasn't been winning to the level that we like, so everybody's getting nitpicky. And Cal can, can quiet folks with just winning. You had it a few times this past season. You had it for a good chunk of the season before. But then in March, you don't have much to show for it. And that's, at the end of the day, what's most important. So it's got to get back to a higher standard. And at least the talent that we think they needed is coming in. End rant. You want to go to a commercial break or another time? That sounds perfect. Perfect time. All right. We'll do that. We'll come back. One final segment. We've got scoring in the Masters. Very exciting. Kentucky Roll Call returns after this. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curve. Flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get up, but the law never will. 
really like to do is put the greatness of this man in perspective. I think there's really only three names. Dr. Albert Schweitzer, uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, probably, and... Kentucky Roll Call. Back one final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge Sports Radio. Go to shayrays.com for the best sunglasses, polarized, every option for every occasion. It's an impressive website and collection, and it's a Kentucky company. And if you buy them, if you lose them, break them, just want to the order resent to you. The replacement pair is great. Basically, you're getting two for one. Buy with confidence at Shady Ray's 30-day money-back guarantee, and do not forget to save 25% when you use promo code BIGX at checkout. ShadyRays.com. Do we want to keep reading text? Um, I think so. I think so. The Uganda situation is really weird. I think he should have played a bit more. Not sure what else Cal is supposed to do. Shouldn't be too difficult to replace him in the portal. His potential could possibly be difficult to replace but you definitely could get something that's more of a sure thing heading into the season and maybe maybe on Enzo never never does really take that next step I think he will yeah but you could definitely could get something better to at least start the season the and and where that grows who knows that could be a better thing maybe for your guards I, I just don't want this to be something where we're sitting here in February being like man Following we had Uganda, and he's you know doing getting double doubles at some Big E school, right? That that's just the because I mean freaking Shane Sharp's just got twenty points in six of his last seven games, you know. No, he's re- he's really really good. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the I do think there was, and we talked about it, but I think there would have been some real concern if you were saying, all right, I'm not exactly sure what you're getting out of your five. He's going to take some time to grow. Your four, who would be Bradshaw in this instance, you don't really know exactly what you're going to get out of him. He's going to take some time. Dillingham, we talked about how little he is while very exciting. You don't know exactly what you're getting out of him. Wagner, while, again, we think is going to be great, he may take some time to adapt to the college game. Well, that's just about everybody. So that could that could have made for some early season struggles. It still possibly could. But if you can get a center, you bring somebody in with a little bit more experience, that could help you. You get Reeves back, there's some experience. And then you start – if UK stinks to start next season and it's similar to this past season, it's going to be worse than this past season was and everybody was losing their minds. So it, they need to be pretty good. Win a, neutral, win a few neutral site games. You're going to get Gonzaga coming to Rupp Arena. You need to win that one. But people forget that if you were relying on on Enzo on Yenzo, it could have been could have been shaky for a little bit. I'll talk myself into Dickinson says one texter if it happens, but I don't love the fit. If we supplement him with some defense first guys, I think it makes a lot more sense. TJ Bamba, Oliver, I've never known how to pronounce that Tennessee guy's last name. Oh, Pivacic? No, Nakumahawa are the ones that jump off as options there. Not really crazy about... I mean, I like TJ Bomba more than the Tennessee guy, but not wild really about either one. 
Yeah, the Marshall guys in, in, interest me. Very intriguing. Mason single hopple Terry or something. Hopple Dinger Dingo Hopper. <laughs> of course, UK tried to do that with Uganda this past season, but mm. I wouldn't mind also getting somebody from the transfer portal. Maybe it's the Marshall guy where it's like, hey, you're you are a backup. We're kind of we're building you up for the future, and we expect you to have a role at UK down the road. But you're a really exciting piece, and they did that with Uganda, and then of course he left. I'm surprised you all haven't brought up a name like Caden Shedrick. Who? The Virginia big man. Oh, I like him. It doesn't I just you haven't heard anything with UK. That would be, I think, exactly what this texter's talking about. What's his name? I think Caden Shedrick. He's good, and yeah. Virginia was very, very bummed that he entered the transfer portal. He would, I think, offensively, I think there's some questions about him, but defensively, that would be what, what this texter's talking about. Uh, another person says on the Thorns text line, uh, defense and roster construction has been what has sunk UK over the last few years. Dickinson helps with zero of that. I don't know how you could say that bringing in an all Big Ten guy wouldn't help with roster construction. Would that yeah, help I, with defense? No, but it'd be better than Oscar. It wouldn't be worse than that. It'd be better. It'd be better than that. So it wouldn't be worse than it. It'd be better. Now, it wouldn't be... A lot of it's dependent on how well do you know, like Bradshaw's going to rebound, right? Or like Justin well, Edwards. Or, or how Bradshaw's going to defend. Or it's, yeah. it's how these yeah. guys defend. Because if you have odd ball defenders, you don't have to worry about your big being a factor as much. Right. Because then right. everybody else can D- lock down. D- DJ looks like he's going to be able to play some defense. The issue I, is, like, you know, there was multiple guys that couldn't defend on UK last year. And Oscar was horrible at it. But then it wasn't like you had lockdown defenders really anywhere else on the floor unless Kaysen was guarding somebody. I think the thing that I enjoyed most about the potential with Inienso is because like Reed Shepard's an aggressive defender who's kind of feast or famine, right? Like he'll get a lot of steals, but he's going to get beat off the dribble sometimes. Yeah. And uh, you, don't, you just don't know what Dillingham is necessarily going to bring to the table in that factor. And I thought, well, at least if this group is overly aggressive, there's somebody – behind them that's kind of waiting to be Spider-Man. That's true. It's a good point. You know? And also, let's not act like Bradshaw's not going to be able to block some shots. If, yeah. they, if they play him at the five and he's in the paint, now you could play him at the four and maybe he gets stuck on a stretch four so you a team pulls, pulls him out a little bit, but he's super long. He should yeah. be getting in passing he's, lanes and being on the on the minds of defenders at any point. We need to talk. That needs to be mentioned see, more that you do have a shot blocker in Bradshaw. I just don't know how it's very difficult to, I think judging shot blocking at the high school level is one of the most difficult things because a lot of times there's Unless they're so the much elite bigger. of the elite. Right. And I don't know if Bradshaw will be in that category, but he's long. He can jump. He's yeah, got he, good timing. He moves well on his he feet. Che- yeah, you know? he checks the boxes of somebody that should be a good college shot blocker. So you do have that, but I, I still, I, you still, I think need a big guy. You can't just roll into the season with it being Bradshaw and Lance Ware as right, the backup right. five. You that's, just can't do. It's not enough bodies. No. We and, and again, maybe maybe it is the Virginia guy. We just saw the UConn. We just saw UConn dominate a tournament because of roster construction. It's not 2011 anymore. It's difficult to win on talent alone. Talent needs to fit together well from a basketball perspective. Dickinson very good, fit, good, but doesn't fit. In with that roster. Is roster construction the new buzzword, buddy? It, it, it definitely is. That's the buzzword. But also, like, I thought last year's team had the best roster construction. <laughs> you know, like, so sometimes on paper, it doesn't. I think our concern was with Wheeler. And yeah, I think yeah. maybe that was fair concern in hindsight. It was a... the, the worst one was the 
Timmy Hall of St. Peter's. I mean, that one, you're just like, oh, well, this is pretty. And then they just kind of get hurt in February. and it's That team was finally constructed. It was constructed just fine. The The worst in the Cal era was the, the B.J. Boston, Devin Askew team. That was the worst team that he's put together. And I think there's a pretty sizable drop-off. I really didn't like the way the 2018 team was put together. Just a bunch of small forwards. I think the issue with the 2018 team was just far too long playing quad A green before realizing what you had with Shea, yeah. and it slowed down the development everywhere else. That team was a player away, though. I agree with you. They needed they needed one more guy either at the wing or at the at the five. Nick Richards was solid, but not really ready for big time big time basketball. And Kevin Knox was solid, but he was a little too inconsistent. Yes, very very. And then the 2013 team, they they thought they may have a few guys back for that NIT team, but obviously Nerland's getting hurt is what what hurt that. And then Ryan Harrow was somebody that just uh, never really took that, never really turned that corner mentally that UK thought he was going to take, even being within the program for the national championship season. And then Julius Mays, that was back slimmer pickings in the transfer portal days wasn't the portaling days. that was the grad transfer days and that he was he we like julius and we appreciate what he did but uh not great texter on the thornton's text line says i have one and a half acres and only pay 60 dollars a cut that is a steal of all mowing deals that's from keith that's pretty good that's pretty, pretty good pretty good uh i like hugo wish he would have stayed in a couple of years, he's going to be very good. But to act like Dickinson is a downgrade because Hugo's defensive game is way more valuable is ridiculous. Agreed. Yes. Hey, th- th- yes, thank you. And we already talked about this. Let me just interject one more time. Mm-hmm. If Hugo was such a defensive star, he could have helped this team's defensive issues. Yeah. He will take a jump next year, and he will be better. But let's not act like he is just the next Anthony Davis in, in waiting. He can be really, really good, and I think he will be in time. But let's not act like he, he couldn't beat out Lance Ware to help stop some of UK's defensive issues this past season. Yes, he put up great block numbers, but mostly against lower-quality teams. He's also raw offensively. You may stop one or two more shots on defense on a great night with UK. I can't imagine Dickinson isn't worth those four points or more on offense and rebounding. Let's not act like Hugo was a wall on defense. He was getting blown by two. There were plenty of times small guards drove right by him and scored. Dickinson did average two blocks a game. It's not like he just stands there and does nothing. Now, I thought I saw he only he did less than one. But to your, your point, though, is correct in all sense of it. I think the part that I worry about most, though, TJ, is that just don't think that Dickinson's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, too, unfortunately. Like, Although, I do wonder if UK just puts the full-court press on them. Now that things have changed a little bit? Yeah, but that, but the I think it's kind of getting late. And somebody had a report. I'm not, I, I appreciate all the writers that cover UK. UK fans are lucky to have so many good ones. I think it was maybe David Sisk. But somebody said that he's not in a rush to make a decision, which is good. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I just worry the, the very publicized... John, Jeff Goodman, Nil Zoom, excuse me, not Nil Zoom meeting, but UK Zoom meeting might be a leverage tactic. Oh, really? Well, Just, UK may need him. I would yeah. feel great having him and Bradshaw would be a lot of fun. You can build off that. He's seven foot one, two sixty. You just don't have a ton of that in college basketball. What do you know? Another Roush hit piece. Oh, that's the spirit. 
<laughs> saw Roush's cousin Brian at St. Pat's Ash Wednesday a few weeks ago. Saw him again at Thornton's by Lake Forest this week. Roush, is your big cuz moving to Lake Forest? If so, is it possible we may see Roush out on the links at Lake Forest Country Club? Remember, Nick, no jean shorts or K-Swiss allowed on the course. I was out at Lake Forest the other day. Oh, nice. The day it was kind of spitting rain. And Scooch, hey, by the way, Scooch, you were 100% right yesterday about the weather. Meteorologist Scooch. Rain, getting golf in if you were able to. Told you. It actually didn't even come till about like four. It yeah. actually the two o'clock one never never ended up happening. It uh it actually I was actually concerned because I was at home around I guess it was about eleven, eleven thirty yesterday and it started raining. And I was like, Oh crap. Hopefully TJ didn't go straight to the course, but I guess it was just in my area. Uh it, well, just in my area I was when I was out like walking to the car and stuff, I was like, It's a nice day. Like it's not not shabby out here, and that kind of was had my window open and was keeping tabs on it all day. And I was like, Scoots was a hundred percent right. Got to give him credit tomorrow. Come uh, on, I, Brian does not live in Lake Forest though. Uh, he is he's he's closer to the Salsaritas on Middletown Road. What's his exact address? <laughs> <laughs> Man, shout out to the Brom Hammy Downs. They were great back in the day for me, wearing all the old Brom clothes, and now uh, Duke gets to play with all of the old Brom toys. He's getting. <laughs> Pretty awesome. We, that we, is great. We really yeah. set this thing up well. That is fun. <laughs> well done. Uh, all the KSR writers couldn't help themselves yesterday. They love getting mad at Cal. I think Matt Sack has the right take on this. I didn't get mad at Cal at all. I didn't blame him at all. And they sent him the second. Matt Sack tweet. Shout out to the Sack Pack. He says, cannot wait to see how Cal is. At, I didn't click on it, so I'm kind of reading it small print. For giving a – I can't wait to see how Cal is at fault for giving a two- to three-year projected – more project, more minutes project more minutes than originally expected yeah. in a six figure deal deal and him still choosing to go to the portal that's what I mean I don't think so like Zach is basically saying like it's, I, I want to see how people are going to get mad at Cal when this how how could this be Cal's fault but that and I don't I don't think people are mad at Cal I think they're just kind of mad like really we're having to do this again yeah. I think people are mad at Cal under that umbrella of just like it's more of just like what is going on? Do you have control? Is yeah. there stability in this? Well, and I even avoided like bringing up Cal's comments where he's talking about he's going to be the best shot blocker in the country for us because like I think Cal thought that, and I think because Uganda was telling them that he was going to be back, right? I so like I'm not wanted, even, I think he wanted to be back. I don't think that. Like. I, I yeah I can't fault them at all for this. I I, I don't. I think there is a middle ground of just being like, of of having fatigue, but not directly. You shouldn't blame Cal directly for you going to leave him. It's just, you can't force people to stay. You you physically cannot do that. And this, I think, is truly the first time where UK really wanted a guy and he's going to go to another college, which should show you with especially, I mean, do you, everybody remembers this, like, Uganda having his arm around Oscar, and I think Oscar had some quotes talking yeah. about Uganda's next, and yeah. he's got, and Uganda's going to carry this mm-hmm. for him and stuff like that, and he's going. I think this is a strictly weird scenario with a handler, but I do understand some of just roster turnover fatigue, but I don't feel bad for you because it's just never going to go away for any program. It's always going to be a thing as long as people can be instantly eligible and you're going to have this sort of free agency era of college basketball, and it's not going away. It's it's the new reality. Um, this one is just the first one where it's like it didn't really make sense and UK's left wondering where do you go from from here. And you do have some options. And I do think that there's going to be another big name 
and it's just going to make sense, and that's who UK is going to get. But it's all right just sometimes to be patient, too. I know it's not fun for radio. It's not fun for fans. But, like, why not save the anger and outrage for August when we look at the roster and Lance wears the starting five? Why don't we do? Why don't we save the outrage and let this stuff play out? Because it's early for everybody. You don't have any teams that are that are totally set on what the roster is going to look like heading into next year. Every team's still working in the portal, but it's easy to be angry and outraged. It takes a little bit more work to be a little patient and just wait. Where did he go? <laughs> Send Dickinson to Bolivia. Keep that man out of Lexington. Did you read the one about the website breaking into a commercial right when you're about to see what you want? Oh, no. no. Is, that, is that what our website has to <laughs> Yeah. The website cracks me up. John here. Good Monday Thursday morning to everyone. Today is my Friday. Is that a off good Friday? Wow. You guys got me trying to figure out our big man puzzle for the Cats roster. Would it help to have both Big O and Hunter? Do you guys think that is overkill? <laughs> you know what, John? I'm in. Every big man in the transfer portal, you come on to yeah, Washington. Yeah, let's do it. And then Cal can finally play the five-in big set. All five bigs in the paint at the same time. How do you guard it? You would have to worry about how you get you get there. But you just have to have a big you trust to be able to dribble. And then, is it two feet out of the paint, Roush, or just one to reset the three seconds? Uh, just one, I think. Okay. I mean, you're going to score in that formation. So, John, I think you're onto something here. Where are we at? Uh, can you give me a guy's pick for who's going to win the Masters? We did that in the first hour, John. If you missed it, check out the podcast. Yeah. And one last thing, check out the new Tim McGraw song, Standing Room Only. It has a lot of true life thoughts for some. Man, he uh, when, when he did his Final Four concert, every woman in the room was like, man, looking good, Tim McGraw. Wow, Brooke has the hots for Tim McGraw? Maybe. Saw him in concert once. It was the most uncomfortable I've ever been. Why? The dude's jeans are out of control. Wait, suction cup to him. I mean, he wears the tightest jeans you can imagine. What, 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 is, what, is, what, is, what noise was that? Can you do it again? <laughs> That's a suction cup noise. Yeah. Okay. Su- suction cup. <laughs> it sounded like the suck it noise from David Wallace. Friend of the show. We haven't had Andy Buckley on for our annual. We said we were going to do it yearly. Oh. A texter says, oh, I was about ready to read my my friend's group message. <laughs> that would have not been. You'd rather screw in a light than turn it on and off with your phone? That is crazy. Yeah, I would. Oh, no. You, abs- that, you absolutely should get that light bulb then. I got so distracted by that you're doing that. Then that is the perfect reason no, why you should get that light bulb. It's the perfect reason for it. Then you just leave it in and then turn it on on your phone, on and off, and then boom. You don't have to go over and screw it in. Your Your phone would be the new light switch. And they're not that expensive. They're like twelve dollars. Yeah, which is expensive for like a light bulb. Hey, light bulb. But it's just to fix the light in your room. But you'll have that, and you can change colors with it. We thought about doing it, but I also was like, we could just screw it in. So now I have like a few lights in one area that I all control for my phone, and I can like it. I know there's people that have the like smart homes because I've been in them, uh, and they've been doing this for years and whatnot, and they do more than just three light bulbs. But it's cool. I can be like, all right, time to watch a movie. Let's dim the lights. And then they all at the same time do. It's really fun. You can change them all to red, like make it a scary Ooh. mood. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I think ultimately, though, we're going to end up just replacing those lighting fixtures. So I'm that's gonna, probably why we've put I'll them get off. them to you for a gift. I didn't, oh. get, I didn't get Frankie anything, 
Two light bulbs for him. <laughs> oh, we returned a lot of players last season and didn't work. It's a good point. Would y'all rather have Timmy or Hunter Dickinson from a f- fan of the person aspect? I'd rather have neither. But what are the other options besides Oscar? Well, um, there's a there's a lot. Um, but you're not a fan of either one of those people. Are they too boisterous for you? Timmy has Timmy hasn't said anything what he's going to do yet, right? Uh, I think he has said he's done. But yeah, that was prior to that. the tournament. He's also said that before. But yeah. yeah, I I think he has said that he's done. But Timmy's just better. He's a better version of Dickinson. Yeah, but if people complain about people getting beaten on defense, true. I would take either one, and yeah. you'd make it work. I wouldn't. This idea that, like, yes, we all think that UK should be better defensively, but there's a lot of different ways to win. Sometimes you can outscore teams. Although that generally doesn't work in March, but there's been NCAA champions that are great scoring teams. Those UNC teams have always been teams that put up big points and just outrun people. Another texture says, this is college basketball. Now players and handlers are going to try to strong-arm coaches, and I'm happy Cal won't let them. See, that, that's, that's a good a, way to that's, put it. That's yep. a take. Yep. There's other fans too that are just like, let them sh- then get strong, then get just win. Like, well, the fans would love for some handlers to strong arm Kenny Payne right now. You think they want to get oh. a little yeah. roughed up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes, just get here, please. So, the, the stuff with that guy that's going to Arkansas from Washington is supposedly UofL had him in the bag, and then Arkansas came back and countered, and UofL never bothered to counter back. Like, Kenny Payne didn't like reach back out. So that's why UofL fans are so mad. Hmm. I'm like, that's ridiculous. They won four games. I think if he was in UofL's hands, UofL would do everything to sure that thing up. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I think it's a little bit more surprising is how UofL seems to be way far ahead of the curve for football and nil, but basketball, they just they haven't really done anything that's moved the nope, needle in they the slightest. Make mess in their pants. <laughs> they won four games. <laughs> if uh, it's Brad from Belbrook here, you gonna be sad that our big man is leaving? I'm not. I'm just crying because this. Onions so damn hard to cut. Get it? Please don't block me. Not going to block you, Brad. That was a good one, Brad. What does Nick? What does Nick want Cal to do? Give in to handlers? No. You want him to give in to handlers? Didn't say that. I'm sure you listened and heard my rationale by now, though. Uh, the Quade green glasses were cool, though. Fun day. Those were pretty cool. That was fun. Quade was a fun character. You just wish he was a little bit better at basketball. Yeah, that was yeah. so flubbed. The Quade glasses game, though. Fun day. Yesterday, you all asked about acreage. Most homes are on quarter-acre lots, so think your typical home lot and times it by four, and you know what an acre is. A good appraiser would know this. Wow. 43,560 square feet. Suck it. Wow. That's how much an acre is. A good appraiser would know that. Yeah. And then if it's like, you know, .36 acre, you times that by the four, three, five, and then you get your blah, blah, blah. Good to go. Morning, fellas. It's a great day for the Masters. Blow over my bets I placed this Monday. Feel free to use and hopefully make some decent money. And that's from Mook. He's got Rory, Rom. Oh, you know, he's on Zalatoris. Zalatoris. I haven't seen anybody really on Zalatoris. So oh, I've got a, I got a top. Uh, oh, you top, do. Top ten or top twenty? I then he made some one. top five and top ten bets. Victor well, Hovland. what's the leaderboard look like at this moment? Matthew McLean winning at one under. He's the only one under par. So fresh and so McLean clean. <laughs> wow. Never heard of him. 
And you got Sandy Lyle. He's at he's at plus one. Sandy Lyle came. Isn't that the he name is, of the at crocodile tears? He's guy so old. From this, Along Came Polly. This guy's probably eighty. Wow, you know who's in last place? Kevin Na. No, 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 no. Plus two. Not the way that he'd want to start. He's losing to. He's losing to VJ Singh. Yikes. Yeah, it's not good. Course is playing tough. All right, we're out of time. Fun show today. Thanks everybody for texting in. Do we back hats aren't till tomorrow? Anything else going on tonight besides the Masters? No soccer? A lot, a lot of Masters. Uh, probably going to be more transfer portal news and stuff like that. So that's always kind of exciting. Yeah. At least gives us something to talk about. Everybody just calm down. You know? Can you let opening day tomorrow? Scoots, you're going to. Oh, yeah. I'm, Scoots, you're going to be on the Rutherford show? I am, yeah. It's only going to be 90 minutes today. We've got to get off at 4.30 due to the bats having a double header. So That's why you haven't moaned and groaned about it, only 90 minutes. Well, then I have to produce for the probably the whole first bats game. What's on What's on tap for the Rutherford show today? What are you all going to talk about? Uh, that's a great question. I never know what he's going to talk about. Probably, you're, you're, probably a bunch of recruits that they missed out on. Wow. Kind of, kind of like our show. We, we always know what we're going to talk about before <laughs> well, we... Well, we have a detailed list that we all go over before each show. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> have a great Thursday. Enjoy the golf. Don't work too hard. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports oh, Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rapp. Oh,